All right, we are back. Uh, we were away last week. Mm-hmm. Things happened, things to do. So we're back this week. Things to do. I was still sick. Yeah, Leanna was sick. And you know what? Uh, my own COVID is kind of bubbling back up or something this morning. I'm coughing again. I don't know why. Uh, it's like that. It's yeah. like that. You think it's gone, but it's not gone. It's back. Um, I just want to, uh, we're going to talk today about yeah. a zombie apocalypse minus the zombies. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, I'm sure people get mad at us for making light of that situation. But oh, well, that's what we're here for. I don't, I don't know if any, did anybody die. Oh, it's very possible. I mean, it it was it was no joke what happened. I mean, but I mean, that's the thing. Dark humor is not allowed anymore. People are just too freaking sensitive, and I'm so done with it. Well, this is a dark humor. Oh, that was free a bad zone. <clears throat> what? It, it was blackout. So oh. humor. Oops. Okay, punny. Yeah. So. Uh... Leanna and I both happened to be downtown um, on uh, uh, Thursday, uh, August the 11th, and uh, I was in my car. Leanna was at a medical appointment. I was at St. Michael's Hospital. And a blackout happened. Like, the whole downtown core, <laughs> gone. Uh, the, the lights, street lights, the, the, the city lights yeah. were out, like, the, the, the stoplights were out, the lights were out in all the businesses. Uh, everything. It was just completely a, a complete blackout. Which yeah, um, it was the it was the entire downtown. Now I remember the blackout, and some of the people listening might remember the blackout that happened. I don't know how many years ago it was now. Well, yeah, the the East Coast blackout where the entire grid went down. Yeah, and it was yeah. out for quite a while. I remember that because I remember the uh, <clears throat> night before that happened, I'd seen uh, the Terminator movie where Skynet took over Mm -hmm. and the next day get in the car and I'm I'm hearing on the radio about blackouts all over and the the whole grid going down. And then actually the radio, um, I didn't hear it on the radio because the radio was dead. Um, Nobody could uh, broadcast. I don't know where I heard about the the, uh, blackout, but it was clear, (coughs) excuse me, something weird was going on. And I was like, it's Skynet. Sure enough, I saw the movie last night. Now the whole electrical grid's been taken down. Nobody can communicate. It is pandemonium. Dogs and cats living together. Like it was, uh, it was, and uh, like it was, it was something. Like it was real spectacular. It was real life changing. For you know, you're talking the 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 East Coast blackout. East Coast blackout. Like it uh, it got many people to reassess how attached we are to our electrical devices. Oh, no, it didn't. For about about, uh, the time it took till the power came back on. Yeah, because I mean, during the Rogers blackout, people were losing their minds. The funny thing about the the Rogers outage is they were on social media complaining about a lack of service. How are you on social media if you have no service? I guess it was a whole different, I I don't know the technical stuff, well, they went they went to some place with Wi-Fi so they could complain about not having Internet. Yeah, um, I think if that East Coast blackout happened now, <clears throat> there'd be people right. Well, 
Yeah, people's people's resilience is just people's entitlement is way up and their resilience is way down. The the truckers would be out there blaming Trudeau. Yeah. Um, and but I think that people are largely so conditioned now to complain from sitting behind their their phone or their keyboard that I don't know if there'd be pandemonium because that would require effort. I don't you know, I don't buy that. I don't. What do you mean? What do you what don't you buy the. You know, oh, people are conditioned to complain. No, complaining is a choice. You know, it's a choice to go on, go on social media and go on the Internet and grief someone, you know, fling misery in someone's direction. That is a choice. OK, every time you do it and yeah, but you that's, know, beca- that's become the social norm. Yeah, Complaining but on anything like that. That's a social norm at this point in time. What's the Socrates quote? Be nicer than necessary to everyone you meet. Everyone's fighting some kind of battle. I think that was Mr. Rogers. No, it's Socrates. I retweeted it today because I'm like, people need to hear this. All right. So Mr. Rogers was quoting Socrates. I mean, OK, internally, I am a grouchy person, right? All I right. have chronic pain stuff. I have all these issues. I have an autoimmune disease. I have asthma. I'm pretty grouchy. Well, you also have to deal inside. with a huge percentage of morons. Yeah, but I mean, my internal monologue is pretty much Billy Butcher from The Boys. Okay, like that's how grumpy I am. All those F words? Oh, uh, the, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> kind of an art. There's an it, art. There's an art to the use of the F word more than once or twice within one sentence. You know what there is, but but you can't overdo it. And and one of the things I'm I'm I, I'm glad I worked on is not being so reliant because I mean that is I used to do that as a teenager, right? You repel people with language so that you can control how you're rejected. Well, is that what you do? Well, yeah, because somebody's not rejecting you for you, right? They're rejecting you because you were offensive. And you were being deliberately offensive and you knew you were doing it. Own it. Too many people do that. They are deliberately offensive. They grief. They just are unnecessarily miserable. And then they don't own it. I own it. If I am nasty to a person, I do not expect them to be nice to me. But I also what know. About, what about what about Socrates? <clears throat> But but that but that's the thing. I also know that if I am unnecessarily <laughs> awful to someone, I lost, not them. They are the winner in that exchange. Yeah, but nobody gets it. Like you don't even get a gift card when you win that kind of thing. Like there's nothing. No, there's, no, you know, you, there's no. You know prize, there's no prize. There's nothing satisfying. You don't get like a gift my, card for uh, my belief. For, like Arby's or something. My belief, because my internal monologue is basically Billy Butcher from The Boys, y- you do train your brain happier. This is starting to sound like it. it's not therapy segment, but you do train your brain happier or you train your brain more miserable. All right. right? And it is about what you permit yourself to do. And that's why people are really surprised when I talk about what my internal monologue is like, because I say I I don't respect people who speak that way outwardly. And people are like, what the heck? I said, because it's not that I find those words offensive. I find them lazy. 
you know, like there's certain words people use to just avoid really figuring out what it is about a person that's bothering them. Right. There's a whole list of them, but they are lazy. They are a way to easily dismiss someone without considering a different point of view. And well, you've just described uh, social media. Well, exactly. But it's not just social media. I had a social media type exchange in the real world this week. Well, we'll get to that. But for yeah. the uh, the blackout. So, um, I mean, your story uh, in the blackout, far more interesting than mine. Um, mine was just since the uh, the I was down in the downtown core and lots of people walking and the it. The, the, the stoplights were out. Yeah. Now, when it's just cars and stoplights are out, there tends to be a, uh, a type of um, uh, routine that takes effect right. where it becomes a four-way <laughs> stop and people, right. people regulate themselves. They let, they let someone else go. When it's right. their turn, they go. It's, <clears throat> there's, there's a sense of civility there. Uh, pedestrians, <clears throat> those sons of bitches, they think that because the stoplights are out, that means they can walk everywhere at any time. Oh, it's it's downtown. They walk anywhere, anytime, anyway. No, this is this was this. You're right. But this was worse. They just would like there would be, let's just say a whole bunch of people going right to left. OK, they would clear. You know, the, you'd see like an opportunity to drive. And then one jackass yeah. would just get off the curb and start walking to and block the entire lane of traffic. The, the, the really tragic thing is if you run them over, you're the one in trouble. How is well, that justice? Um, we should talk now, now that we've done this, I teased what your experience was at the doctor during the blackout. The fact that the power went out, you were on, I don't know what floor, seventh floor you said? Yeah, it was on the seventh floor, the Donnelly wing. And Nobody knew what you were supposed to do with the lights. No, out. Well, the lights went out. And let me tell you, you know how on TV, the lights go out, the emergency power comes right on. Yeah. Like it just flips over. No problem. It is not like that in real life. It takes so much longer. And so, you know, I'm sitting here. I'm in an exam room in the dark, the resident, and they put drops in my eyes. So I already can't see you know, I can't see well to begin with, but I, I, I can see even less well. They just leave me in there. They're continuing to go about their day. And, and you're, just sitting, you're just sitting I'm in the dark. I'm sitting in a freaking exam room in the dark. But then the power, like auxiliary power, this alarm starts going off. Right, This high-pitched alarm. So it's like, this is probably not good. And I said, is that a fire alarm? And he said, oh, I think it's the electricity. I think. What do you mean? What do you, what do you, mean you think? <laughs> so it could be a fire alarm, but so, yeah. you don't know. Okay. Now what? Because you don't get into an elevator in a blackout, right? But again. Well, unless you want to make some new long-term friends. Yeah. But again, I've played enough video games to know stairwells lock. So I go to the reception station and it's black, like nothing's working there. And I said, how do you, how do I get out? And they said, you can't. All right, what should I do? Just wait for an announcement. So we wait 
and we wait and I'm hearing the fire engines and the police sirens. And then there was a helicopter, you know, and then a message comes on the intercom code gray, code gray. The entire hospital is on auxiliary power code gray. Okay. We have an announcement. I said, okay, what does that mean? Oh, we don't know. So I'm sitting here thinking this probably ain't good. So eventually they figured out that the staff elevators were working. They were on auxiliary power and they finally get us to the elevators and it's a bunch of us. And I actually said out loud at this point, if we get down there and there aren't any zombies, I am going to be so disappointed. Some people found that very funny. <laughs> Some people were clearly not amused. That's funnier. It, the, the people who had no sense of humor about it, I found humorous, right? Because it was so absurd. And I get it. People get scared, right? So maybe I was being a bit of a jerk there. But all you can really do is do something so that you're, you're not freaking out about what's going on. Because it was pretty intense down on the street, too. I mean, it, it really did look vaguely zombie apocalyptic. And, and there's a woman there she's standing there the back of her hospital gown is completely open and no one's doing anything about it what are they supposed to do well she's clearly a patient at the hospital right maybe she wanted a breeze it it was it was educational well you know what when we come back yeah we're going to talk about another circumstance that i experienced many years ago at this point in time that was similar to that. I'm talking about Woodstock 99. Oh, Lord. Um, because uh, uh, there's a documentary. I don't know if it's a documentary movie or documentary series on Netflix about Woodstock 99. <laughs> of course, I was there with much music and watched the, the whole riot. Apparently, there's a few comments of mine from that much music uh, live yeah. coverage in this Netflix documentary. Thanks for letting me know, Netflix. Um, you know, that Netflix we, has always been a jerk to you that way. They'll, they'll, oh, they're the they're, worst. The name, your name will be in their mouth when it's convenient for them, but they won't talk to you directly. Like, good job, Netflix. Real, oh, real ne classy. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, uh, they're great folks. All right. When we come back, we'll talk a bit about that. We got other things to talk about, including, um, Liana's encounter with the Hulk this week. No, no, I almost went Hulk. You almost went Hulk. I almost went Hulk on this dude. It, oh, we should. Uh, we should? I, I don't right. know what that noise was, but that, that, was, that, was, that was me just, you know, like when you do Eastern practice, you make noises to get out the energy. That was that. Was that. Does, does farting count? Maybe. I don't know. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to find out during the break. And okay. uh, we'll be back. After oh, wait, this. What? I got what that meant. What? Okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> we'll be back after this. So as I was saying before the break, uh, Woodstock uh, 99 uh, was a an S show. Mm -hmm. I don't mean I don't mean S for S club. They were not at Woodstock 99, right. but it was and it was literally an S show because um, People, uh, attendees, teenagers, basically attendees, um, were, if you walked by initially, you would think that they were just surfing in mud. 
it was like mud on the ground and they were uh-huh, all sleeping that and covering was, themselves that, in mud. Yep, yep. Um, then you noticed the uh, 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 Johnny on the spot uh, mm-hmm. knocked over on their side and you realized it was brown, but it was not mud that they were surfing. Yeah. They were willingly surfing in feces mm-hmm. um, and laughing and thinking it was hilarious. And they, you have to understand, there was no place to clean yourself. There yeah. were no showers. Oh, they were probably really high. Um, how high do you have to be to surf in feces? This is what really I am wondering. Like, what mechanism is gone in your brain? Like, okay, you're high. You want to eat Cheetos. Who says you're high? You want to surf in poop. Like, you want to cover your body over in poop. Like, who? And, like, there was no place to get clean. There were no, there was, you know, those cooling pads that they have that put up little mists of cold water. There was things like that. But first of all, if I'm a clean person, I don't want the poop person standing on the mat. And that's right. The water, the, the, the poop coming off them onto the mat. Like it was just, so these people were covered in poop until. Well, it's, all the, it's all the chemicals in the porta potties too. They would have been rolling around in, wouldn't they? Cause they, what is over. wrong with people? Now, okay. So here's the thing about Woodstock 99. Bad idea from the beginning. Yeah, it was designed not to engender peace and love or whatever the hell the original one was. This was strictly a money making venture. Um, And the um, it was held on a decommissioned army base. All right. In uh, in, in New York, uh, New York State. The thing about army bases is that they are designed so that there are no places with shade. There are no doorways like, you know, uh, that, that you can stand in where there's shade. There is no shade because they don't want any place where people can skulk and not right. be seen. So right. there is no space for shade. Secondly, the the whole thing's paid. So it's yeah. black tar taking intense heat because it was really hot, which was beating down on these kids and then bouncing back up from the, the tarmac and hitting them the other direction. Mm-hmm. So People are getting heat prostrate. It's insane. Yeah, there's plenty of drugs there. And the vendors were certainly not in the spirit of the original Woodstock. These people were, were ripping people off about everything. But mostly, they were selling, you know those bottles of water that are half the size of a regular bottle? Yes. They were selling those for twice the cost of what a full bottle would cost. And so kids were getting mad because be- they see these vendors ripping them off. Right. There's no place to hide from the heat. Right. Um, they're being like, it, it, they're like losing their minds, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember uh, uh, well, I was live on the air with Sookie and Lee. We were at a platform that was like um, up about eh, 15 feet from the ground uh, at the side. We were on one side of the stage. MTV was on the other side of the stage in the same kind of uh, platform. So the, um, I'm, we're watching this and I just felt the mood shift. Mm-hmm. Like I just started to feel people going a bit uh, ape. And mm-hmm. um, Alanis Morissette comes up there and tells people you know, to just be mellow and stuff. And then that dick, Fred Durst. Oh boy. I hate Fred Durst. I've always hated Fred Durst. I hated him before <laughs> this. 
I've hated him since. I will hate Fred Durst until I am dust. Anyway, Fred Durst gets up there and says, um, don't listen to Alanis Morissette about uh, bellowing out. Break something. And I think that was one of their songs. Break something. That not. And so they get into this thing and they've now given the audience license to break stuff. And you yeah, see, that's, that's basically how January 6th has happened, you know, at the Capitol. You don't uh, do that. They, you see um, vendors' booths being torn apart. You see them taking the wood that was used as, like, hoarding. They pull the wood off, and people are standing on top, like, it's, you know, big pieces of wood, like, paneling for a basement. So people are standing on top of this paneling and crowd surfing. So the people underneath them are holding up the wood and moving them forward. And these people are crowd surfing on the top and, of course, falling off um, and getting hurt. And then it just it just went to hell. Like I was like I, I said on the on the air, this is we're watching the beginning of the Lord of the Flies. here, mm-hmm. And it went straight to hell, like just yeah. uh, 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 Fred Durst and uh, Limp Bizkit were the agents of Satan. And they just uncorked all the anger that mm-hmm. people have been feeling. And uh, it's interesting because the, the MTV platform across from us, American kids were taking empty water bottles, peeing in them, yep. and throwing bottles of water or bottles of urine at MTV. And they were, th- they were finding metal tent pegs that people use for their tents and like throwing them like javelins yeah. at, uh, at MTV. Meantime... Canadian kids come to the uh, much music uh, platform and stand around it yep. five people deep as guards. Yep. Um, and then you see, like you just you were watching from a perspective, you see the police and stuff come in and move the, the crowd back. So there's this crowd of people in the distance. There's a whole line of them. They've set fires in garbage cans. So there's fires all over. It looks like Escape from New York, if you've ever seen that movie. Yeah. Um, they're, and they're, they're, they're hitting the uh, garbage cans with whatever they can to make this, this uh, rhythmic, uh, like sounding, almost like, like a chant. And, it, it, and the police are trying to keep everybody back. A car was turned over and set on fire right in front of our booth. Mm-hmm. And we um, went back to, like there was a, a, an area that was uh, secured for all the media companies. Okay. It was like a compound. And that's where much music had its RV. And um, we, we were able to go back through there um, to protection. But as we're going through there, this girl it covered in a blanket comes over. And I'm like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. She, said she was just sexually assaulted. They mm-hmm. tore her clothes off. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, come with us. So we go to the security portal to get through into the back where there's a uh, a medical unit and we've got you know passes wristbands lanyards and she doesn't so i tell the security guard what happened he says doesn't matter she can't come through yep and so i said oh yeah and we just surrounded her and pushed ourselves through because mm-hmm. what's the guy gonna do um and we get to the the much music um rv and they tell me and so kid, get up on top of the RV with the camera guy mm-hmm. and cover live from this distance. Show what's going on. Mm-hmm. We get up there. 
Nobody talked about how we're supposed to get down because there was a huge gap between the top of the ladder and uh, the top of the RV. Mm-hmm. Now, it's one thing when you, you can see where you're going, you're pulling yourself up. When you're stepping down into wh- where there's no footing, not so good. And as Sukian remembered on Twitter this week, um, when everything was going to hell, much music management told us to go back out to our platform mm-hmm. and get the expensive equipment and bring yep. it back. Yep. <laughs> yep. Fine people. Yeah. At and, management. Yeah. They were like, let's take the RV and get out of here. Let's let, let's flee. Um, and they were like, but first go out and get the equipment because <laughs> you know, human beings are expendable, but that equipment's a capital expense. It's going to be hard to replace it. Their insurance rates would go up. Um, so are the people. Oh, wait, it's much music. They didn't believe anybody <laughs> mattered. Yeah. They didn't care at all. Yeah. Like, can you imagine uh, a place that sends its, you know, people who are on air are known as talent, um, that sends their talent out into a riot to get back some, some technical equipment before they leave? Mm-hmm. Like, this is people think that much music was this dream. Yeah. And, <laughs> and there was a lot of creative freedom. But that came with the fact that there was a lot of crap behind the scenes. It wasn't really creative freedom. They were just so disorganized. We could do a lot of things we wanted. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. (laughs) Yeah. They were so poorly managed that we could sneak things by. Yeah. We, uh, I mean, that's how you and I got our first uh, fromage special on the air. Oh, I got so reamed for that, though. Did you? Oh, I, I almost said his name. He was outright abusive about that. What's his initials? Uh, J, what is it? K? Oh, that piece of crap. Oh, yeah. Well, we, uh, Leanna and I made. not pleased well, that about that. Never, if you were a cockroach on two legs like that guy, you wouldn't be pleased either. I don't like to carry grudges. Because it's because, heavier on me than the other person. But remember, this person is, uh, this JK, he is somebody who should be expunged from the gene pool. Remember he, should the not next ex- year, he should be liquidated into his component parts. Remember the next year he insisted that I sit down with him while he watched every segment of that show? While he just tore me apart because he, he thought we snuck one past him? What an idiot. Anyway, it was um, uh, and that was lip flap. And it's too it's too many words. And it was just the I mean, fromage was a phenomenon, right? Well, when we took it over before we took it over, it had pretty much been canceled because. Oh, I didn't know that. I know the 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 people originally who made it had left much the music. Poor, the poor producer who was on that before us, he almost had an aneurysm the first year we tried to change things. He was he was tough to work with, but I actually felt bad for that guy because he really thought we were going to get him fired. Yeah, and uh, we, uh, yeah, it, we when we took the thing over, it became giant, like their biggest in-house produced show of the year. And they hated us for it. Yeah, I know, because it, it gave us influence. They hate, because they didn't understand why it worked. Of course they didn't understand why it worked. Yeah. The people who were in management, especially at the, that later date, <laughs> didn't understand why how anything worked. And that's mm-hmm. why the channel took a giant turd and yeah. died. 
All right. Um, just uh, I'm not going to watch the, the Netflix special because I was there. Right. But I remember calling people on my cell phone saying, I don't know what you're seeing on TV right now. Just want to let you know I'm actually alive. I'm safe right now. And I remember. Oh, yeah. Them, you, you called me. Yeah. I, and, I left a and, voicemail for you. And yeah. you're like, what the hell's going on? You had no and I idea. Turned on, I turned on the TV and things were on fire. It was, yeah, like, it was like, what is going on? And then the next day, the uh, liars who ran the event held a yeah. uh, press conference and downplayed it. And they claimed that there had been no sexual assaults at all. And I was like, they always lying sacks of crap. I saw the girl. Yeah. You know, there's there, don't liars. Anyway, yeah. apparently they don't come off too well on the documentary. So I'm OK with that. Um, okay. I mean, if somebody's looking for something to watch, it is a music festival. Uh, what was that documentary? It's a Summer of Soul. Summer of Soul. The Questlove documentary. And it was the one that actually won the Oscar where Will Smith smacked Chris Rock. And so it got lost in terms of promotion. But it is really good. And it's a wonderful piece of reclaimed history. So if you're looking for something to watch, I recommend that instead. All right. Uh, we're going to go to break when we come back. Uh, Liana and, and uh, an idiot with road rage. Um, after this. All right. Uh, so, Liana, you live in a generally rustic neighborhood, like a-, a Redneck, a, you mean? <laughs> I wasn't gonna say redneck. Redneck? Okay, it's not all redneck. It, it's a combination of rednecks, the people who fly certain flags about our prime minister are are visible in in my area. Uh, but also we're getting more people coming up from Richmond Hill. So, you know, the food's getting better and there are a lot more brown people. Well, there's a lot of I mean, come on. You, you mentioned that up there there's tons of legitimate Mexican restaurants, Indian restaurants run by people from India and from yeah, if, Mexico. If, like there's a if, soul food uh no, no soul, legit soul food place okay people in mississauga don't have to go elsewhere for indian food okay <laughs> but um if you're looking for really good mexican there's a bunch of really great places in bradford west Gwillimbury. i'm Which not you wouldn't kidding. expect because the place you you figure is gonna be there's gonna be a lot of uh, rednecks yeah but it's there was apparently uh, a plant or a mill or something like that back in the day where people Im uh, immigrated from mexico and so there's this that's the one type of food that is not very good in Toronto is truly good Mexican food. But up there, mwah, like you can get different regions. You can go down the street and like sample different types of Mexican cuisine. It's excellent. But it's that right up alongside rednecks. And so you had I, an experience this week. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is the guy, he was in perfect Doug Ford cosplay. Well, what is Doug Ford cosplay? It, you, think about it, right? Think about Doug Ford. Think about what his hair looks. Think about that 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 scowl he can't ever quite wipe off his face. That fake smile of his. That that it, well, I wasn't getting much smiles, but you know how his his resting face is like he's constipated. Probably because he's constipated. He Maybe. apparently eats a lot of cheesecake, according but to those the, videos he made. The polo shirt that doesn't like the three button shirt that doesn't quite fit and and the deli deliberate casual dress pants like they're not quite jeans, but they might be kind of thing. Is his hair? Does his hair look like 
mashed potatoes smoothed over? Like, yeah, because like, Doug it Ford's was, hair looks like like mashed potatoes. It was aging conservative guy haircut. Not okay. to judge. There's nothing wrong with being older and there's nothing wrong with being a conservative. There is just a particular look that always reminds me of the mold from the Play-Doh mop top hair shop. OK. OK. So you get the picture of this guy. Right. And there is a plaza. It's like really the only one of those little old school strip malls, but it's really the only amenities in the area without going into town. And some people don't drive situationally aware there. It happens a lot. You see a lot of near collisions in this parking lot. So I don't know why people don't slow down. But this guy comes roaring into the parking lot. It's like, you know, when you're trying to move into traffic and I was trying to turn left out of the parking lot. And so you look one side, you look the other side, you look one side again, and then you look where you're going. Right? Yeah. So this guy was going so fast. It's like, oh yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna drive past me. And then I'll, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just, you know, slip in behind him. Right. Well, no, he came roaring into the parking lot. And he so he's one of, the, one of these guys that there's a wide like driveway for the parking lot who just they just keep moving without breaking. They just turn like they just make a left yeah. turn and, and they just keep going at the same speed they were it, on the road. It's like the Pythagorean triangle turn, too. Right. It's not like not like a right angle. It's just like, oh, I'm going to go diagonally into this thing. And so. I started moving forward slightly in in um, uh, in preparation. You know, you just take the foot off the brake. You're, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. you're not actually on the gas. And this guy's like, he's a foot in front of me. Right. And I, so I just stop. Not a big deal. Well, the guy stops half in the middle of the road and you hear him swearing in his car. Like, I can't say a single word he said on the radio. Well, he said what? What? He said, what the? You can you can repeat those words. Uh, that he it, said. it wouldn't make any sense. There is so much profanity in it. And he stopped. He's in the middle of oncoming traffic right now. And I'm watching this guy just go rage in his car. And so I kind of sighed. It's like, here we go. And I'm recovering from COVID, right? I don't know if I mentioned here, I mentioned on my YouTube channel. My tolerance for BS is, is gone. It's usually right now. so high. It's usually so high, right? Uh, but I, here we go. I back up because otherwise he's in the middle of oncoming traffic. Okay. So I back up. And instead of him pulling the car and going about his day, he stops next to me and he is still screaming so loudly i can hear him from his car with the window down with the window open and so i'm just looking at the guy what does he do he rolls down his window so i can hear him even louder saying a bunch of things i can't say on the radio and i'm like oh god here we go. So I open my door. I stand up. I had my bleeping blinker on. What the bleep? What the? It's like, you almost hit me. I almost hit him. Right? I said, but I didn't. 
what the bleep, blah, 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 like just going. And I said, I'm recovering from COVID, giving me a, give me a break, right? Trying to appeal to his humanity. And the guy's like, effing brutal. It's like, and not, oh, COVID's brutal. No, something about what I said is brutal. And there was this moment, and at that moment, I got really angry. It was that moment where anger and bullying becomes infectious. I was angrier at that person than I have been at somebody in a really long time because of the lack of compassion he showed. I understand being shaken up, right? Something going unexpected, especially in cars, is startling right? But when someone says, I'm recovering from a disease and you don't care, I'm sorry, that is a lack of humanity. And I, in a just world, like in a just world, lightning just would hit that guy right then and there, right? Just the complete lack of compassion. And you know, he talks that way to waitresses. He talks that way to support staff. He talks that way to check out people. You know, this is a guy who just screams and swears at people because he can. You know, it sounds like he wasn't hugged enough. Uh, clearly. Maybe but, he needed a hug. But I get a death stare when I get really angry. Oh, yes. And I remember just... The temperature in the room drops like there's a poltergeist. That was finally what got the guy to stop swearing at... Because I remember staring at him for a really, really, really long time, just furious. And I was just not going to stoop to his level. I was not going to be him, but oh, was I angry. And I'm not kidding, Ed. He finally drove away and I was actually out of my car. I almost ran after him to say to him, someday Someone will treat you with the lack of compassion that you showed me right now. And the only thing I'm sad about is I won't be there to see it. He that's, was, that's a beautiful sentiment. He was that's just beautiful. Like Poetic, this, this guy, just don't be that guy. Things happen. People make mistakes. You know, even if somebody, somebody who doesn't think they did anything wrong, the first thing out of their mouth to somebody isn't, I had my blinker on, right? That's somebody who's been in a bunch of accidents and that's what they say. Well, but, you had an encounter with a redneck uh, a-hole this Well, somebody week. would say that's not a redneck because he's a cleaned up redneck, right? Oh, but no, you that... still redneck doesn't require a straw hat. And, and I, I shouldn't, uh, like, I, shouldn't, I, shouldn't implicate, I shouldn't even implicate rednecks in this because there are some very cuddly rednecks who just make moonshine and don't bother anybody. And then there's the band Rednecks with an X right. that did Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. And but how can like, you be mad at people who did Cotton Eye Joe? All, all rednecks are not bad people. You know, all rednecks are not horrible bigots. But this guy, you know, the people that you just get a feeling that if you were a different identity group, they would not be speaking to you quite this way. You mean if you were a white man? I mean, a white man instead of yeah, a white if, woman? Yeah, if I were a man, I don't think he would have come at me it nearly depends. that if hard. You were, if you looked like him, if it was another Doug right, Ford cosplay, right, right, right. he yeah. wouldn't have yelled. Yeah, if, if, I were, if I were Black or South Asian or, or, or Asian, like, no, he, he, it would have been the exact same thing. 
but you just got the sense and he didn't know what to do when he got the death stare. And so that's probably people yelling back at him. He's prepared for a game of badminton using foul words. Well, yeah, he's he's prepared for you to just stand there and give him that look. Yeah, he's a a... maybe you're you're in the Michael Douglas falling down, pre-falling down moment. Well, it it was. You just pull out a shotgun. It was. It was that. It was one of those moments. It was the moment before you snap. That's what it felt like for me. But I don't think people like that are used to people with any self-control. They and, and, you know, come to think of it now, he probably felt worse because he didn't get either um, either a fear response or or I don't know what he I don't know what people are looking for when they do that, when they just completely lose control and start verbally abusing someone. Because, you know, if, if it had been a collision, screaming like that doesn't fix your car, right? It, I, don't, it, I, listen, I don't know. I don't know what this guy was all about. Yeah, There's too many it, people out there, they, the, the anger and the aggrievement, people are on a, a razor's edge of, but that's the of point. fury. Like, and I, there is I so was. much fury out there that people look for any opportunity to let it out. Always on people who had nothing to do with causing the initial cause of the fury. But they always find a reason why someone made them. It's never them. It's never their loss of control. They, my episode this week was on permission structures on it's not therapy. They always have some excuse that someone made them behave that way instead of acknowledging that they lost control. Well, Someone's going to make us go to a commercial now. Right. And we're going to do it because we're still rational people. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll wrap it all up. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, Time for us to, now it's time to say goodbye Goodbye. to all our company. Wait, now Uh, we can't do the next. Why? Saga 960. There we go. Yeah, you go. Uh, there we um, go. Because then, then we're violating trademark if we do the rest of that song. I remember. Oh, I can't say it on the air. Our very last episode uh, of the NRS Night Party series on City TV, we closed with a version of the Mickey Mouse Club team, which is what we were just doing. And- wow, I have no memory of that. And That's crazy. It was, is it M I C K or M O U S E? It spelled out something that started with an F. <laughs> oh, okay. I vaguely. I yeah, vaguely and they didn't catch it. it. It just went on the air. They didn't catch that we were telling City TV F you. Well, that doesn't that doesn't violate that didn't violate any broadcast codes. Uh, no, and uh, that would imply also that they gave a damn about what we did. They just wanted well, they, to get the hell they, out of there. They cared when you. Uh, told a story about something that happened in a particular big box store that didn't advertise on on their now, station. This is a different, this is different ownership at this point. Oh, okay. This was the Rogers ownership. Yeah, that's true. The the original, the chum ownership, they were they were not nice people for the most part, but it, there were some nice people and at least they seem to care in their own way. Whereas when it got acquired, it was like just soulless it was like the borg 
they managed to, Rogers managed to, at the, in the same operation, uh, lobotomize the channel yeah. and castrate it in the same, yeah. in the same operation. Yeah. Um, and now you've got, uh, you've got uh, a TV station now, City TV, that is like Jack Nicholson at the end of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. All right. Um, speaking of Cuckoo's Nest, uh, yep. Liana has a show called It's Not Therapy, and it's uh, Practical Solutions for uh, day-to-day problems you encounter, stress, work issues, relationship issues, family issues, uh, anxiety, um, all kinds of uh, things. Uh, and you can find that, uh, uh, Liana, where can people find that? They, 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 can, they can check it out. The podcasts are on saga960am.ca, but also uh, every podcast platform now you can find it's not therapy. Yeah, it's better to just subscribe if you're not, you know, a, a, if you're not regularly in your car or at work or something like that when it, it's seven o'clock at night, right? Yeah, so, so it's not, it's not, you know, work listening. Um, but yeah, you can go to uh, at not therapy show on Twitter and Instagram and find the link to where you can get the podcast subscriptions. Uh, the, the saga is, is Spreaker that's the podcast format and like you can but you know iHeartRadio, i uh apple uh apple podcasts google all that stuff they all have it and you can subscribe to uh it, it's not therapy it's entertaining it's not it doesn't it doesn't preach it's not lofty it's not psychobabble it's just it's entertaining it's and a little lofty things, there's things that make you think it's a little lofty. I don't want people to be, I don't want people to walk away feeling depressed. No, no, I don't. My lofty, I mean, it's not highfalutin. It's something you can, ex, you can access. You can understand what's being said. You, you yeah, know, you can, I, you can, you get the message um, without using tons of fancy words. You manage to communicate to the way people speak. So check it out. It's not therapy at not therapy show on uh, Twitter and Instagram and it's not therapy on uh, all uh, basically any podcast platform you use. It's there. All right. Um, that's it's time for us to say goodbye. Okay. So uh, uh, I will turn it over to you to say our, our now trademarked um, goodbye, which we're going to be having on hats soon. Okay. Ready? <laughs> okay. Here we go. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>